Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Charles Cotton from Jupiter Kickboxing out of Garland, Texas. What's going on, Charlin? What Charles, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. It's a, it's a pleasure. Yes, of course, man. I'm excited to have you on and talk a little bit about what you have going on at your facility. Um, but first, before we dive into more of the nitty gritty of what you have going on with your facility, um, why don't you tell us about what made you get started in the fitness industry in the first place? Uh, man, my, my journey into the fitness industry was really uh, segued through martial arts. I uh, started doing martial arts when I was pretty young. Uh, quick little story, I was playing Karate the Video Game on regular Nintendo. Kind of dates me just a little bit. And uh, I, I was playing with my father, who grew up in Japan and definitely had a love of martial arts himself, but was not necessarily a lifetime martial artist, uh, but definitely an avid video game player. And uh, I was enjoying it immensely and all of a sudden he looked at me and he says hey do you know when you use martial arts i just learned what it was and i go no he goes when someone is trying to hurt you or someone you love no other time okay i said okay he seemed satisfied with my answer and a week later i was in shotokan so i found out years later he was afraid he was going to develop you know a bully mentality out of me if he started getting me into violence too early without structuring it in a healthy way uh Shotokan turned into all types of different martial arts. Martial arts turned into, I need to get stronger. That turned into going to the gym about, you know, four times a week when I was about 13 years old. Uh, met a bunch of friends who were also into different sports and, and weightlifting and whatnot. Just started pairing around with them. And after about a year, I went from not doing a pushup to benching 225. And I fell in love. And I <laughs> started pursuing it more and more found out you can make some money doing this, decided that was better than working for the man. Yeah. Started going into personal training. Super cool. Super cool. So you started really young with your passion of martial arts and eventually that led to, you know, your passion of fitness, working out, getting stronger and funny, you know, where life takes you um, to end up owning your own facility and now training people, you know, and, and stuff that you were doing as a kid that you probably never really thought, you know, you'd land in this position. Um, uh, so it's a dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Just being a business owner in general, right? I mean, to have the freedom to do what you want, to pay yourself, to be your own boss, I think that's something that uh, is appealing to a lot of people. Understandably so. The, uh, the not having a boss thing is probably the biggest factor I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I've always seemed to have bosses who wanted to get angry rather than fix something, you know, and, and nobody's harder on me than me as my own boss, but at least, you know, I don't have an attitude when I tell myself to do it, you know, I don't have to get all ticked off at the way I'm explaining things and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Same here. Most bosses that I had throughout, you know, my childhood and working at different places was in the same position, you know, very rude, very short, um, and I think that that's part of the reason that led me to wanting to start my own businesses as well. Um, but perfect. So that leads me to, you know, the perfect time to ask a little bit about Jupiter kickboxing. Um, why don't you give us your own elevator pitch 
of who you guys are and the services that you offer? Uh, man, I'm very, very proud of Jupiter Kickboxing. It is definitely my baby. We've worked really, really hard to create what it is today. Uh, man, we're, we're just a good old-fashioned little martial arts gym. We've got kickboxing, boxing, MMA. We really try to gear towards fitness in every aspect because that, uh, to, to quote Bruce Lee, if you ever see a big fat guy with a black belt who tells you his energy comes from his stomach, he's lying, you know? And I've seen too many martial artists who think that technique is everything and physicality is nothing and it couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, I, I, I really, really try to take the best aspects of old school martial arts and the best aspects of new wave, you know, martial arts and fitness and blend them together. Uh, we're not doing anything too crazy different. We're, we're putting on good classes. We're teaching technique and even the fitness classes. We've got nice advanced classes. Honestly, I think what sets us apart from everyone else, and this sounds almost kind of cheesy, but it's the community we have, man. Uh, every single person who walks through that door, I'm a fan of them. Um, and every gym I've worked at, and there has been a lot, has not been the case. You get a lot of dude bros and macho jerks and all that right. stuff. I've had maybe three or four people who are like that. And after about a week, they just stop showing up and cancel. They can just feel the energies too friendly and nice up there. Yeah. Uh, when it's in the advanced classes, nobody's trying to kill you. They're trying to make you better. You know, you, you really, you get a friendly environment there with authentic, legit martial arts and killers up there who aren't trying to kill you, you know, and Without repeating myself too much, I've worked at many gyms where it's dude bros trying to kill you and just yeah. everybody's kind of rude, you know? This is a friendly, nice gym with authentic martial arts. Right. And, and community is so important, you know, especially being a smaller, I guess, boutique facility um, to differentiate yourself from all those other gyms out there, even other martial arts facilities, having a community so important. And, you know, to eventually get it to a point to where your members are coming less for the workout and more, you know, for the community to be around the trainers to, you know, be with their friends in the classes. Um, so that's cool to hear that that is something that you, you know, you focus and stress on. Um, now, a question that I like to ask just because I think it's a good way to reflect on your, you know, past two, three years of being a gym owner. Um, what was easier than you thought when you started your facility? And what was something that was more unexpected or difficult when it came to starting your martial arts facility? Man, that is a great question. Uh, I was definitely challenged by the workload. Um, I was ready to get in there and just kick some butt. You know, I've been wanting this for a long, long time uh, without realizing how much I wanted it. I Part of me, you know, wanted to do this since I was a kid, but never thought this would ever be something, you know? Uh, once it started going, I was up there all day. Uh, we built it out of a, a beauty salon, had orange walls, linoleum floors, all this stuff. We put in carpet, mats. We built a, you can see the Tory arch behind me. We have a wooden structure that looks like a, an arch gateway done in Japanese stylings with intricate designs all over it. Uh, my dad does construction. I did it with him. We built it all. We painted it all, we put in all the bags, we did it all. And then for the first year, I ran every single class by myself up there. So I was doing the manager work, running the classes, doing the business aspects of this. And 
basically just getting no sleep in between classes i'd go home and nap and i'd go back up there and i'd be up later than i should answering emails doing social media i was ready to work hard i didn't realize it was going to be a year of just no sleep grind nose getting it done but yeah. after about nine months it started to float above the member line and it's it's been less work than i thought uh like I said earlier, I have not spent a ton of money on advertising. Once we hit about 40 members or so, it started just word of mouth, generating more and more members on its own. Uh, I got really lucky with a couple situations. My brother is in LA. He works in film industry, came in town, shot a high dollar commercial for us for free and made us look probably better than we were, you know. Uh, but yeah, the workload was insane. I did not expect it to be that insane and draining. And even when I thought I knew what I was getting into and then member generating more members uh, after a certain point, almost, I don't even, I almost don't even worry about it. You know, I just got to respond to emails and they'll trickle in. That's a, that's one of my favorite aspects about this. I've worked at, uh, I love kickboxing. I've worked at UFC gym. I've worked at title boxing. They're all, you know, big corporate companies that really push sales in a structured, methodical yeah. way where they don't care if numbers aren't being met. They just expect you to do what they've told you to do. Mm -hmm. So being pushed to, you know, hey, I need you to close that sale or, hey, this person wants to sign up, go get them. I don't want to pressure anybody to do any of that. I've yeah. never taken to that well when I can tell, you know, this guy wants to sell me. I'm very super laid back. I let people know what the prices are. I tell them they can come try another free class. Just no pressure it. And people just end up signing up on their own. Doesn't hurt that we're, we're competitive with our prices, but yeah, I, people walk in, they see the smiles and they sign up on their own. I don't even have to do anything. Yeah. And, and you mentioning the workload, I, I think that's a, a lot of things that, you know, gym owners or, you know, anything, even for martial arts facilities, they, they get into you know, gym ownership with a passion of helping people, of changing lives, of teaching, and they forget the workload that comes with it. Um, you know, and they forget there's a whole business aspect of things that you have to be good at as well. You have to track your numbers. You have to do, uh, you know, the accounting, being active on social media. Um, so that's great that, that you realize that. Um, cool. So, so you're offering quite a few different types of services, different types of classes from, you know, kickboxing to MMA. Um, that leads me to my next question about how many current members are you serving right now? Uh, we're on the upside of 100, uh, probably want to say about 115 right now. Uh, and we've been floating around about 100 for about nine months or so. Uh, I think the most we ever had was 135. And the smallest we've had in the last year or so is probably about 90, 95. Okay, yeah. so you're sitting about you know, a, more or less 100 members. Um, yeah. I do always like to ask, is 100 members something where you want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces in your facility? Uh, I could probably grow my kids class a good amount. And uh, that that is probably going to be the next additional class I add is a young kids class. So I can definitely grow there. But man, capacity at the gym is starting to really become an issue. Um, my next big goal will be looking for a bigger facility. So that won't be an issue, but yeah, right now I'm not spending any money on advertising. I'm not even advertising for free really anywhere. I'm just posting our ads on Instagram or posting our post on Instagram, I should say. And then, uh, that's usually generating enough. So I'm not trying to grow. 
if we lose a member, I'm almost, ooh, almost relieved a little. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and that is like really a complete opposite story of most gym owners. So that's really cool. Um, you know, the fact that it just continues growing on its own. Um, you know, a lot of people have to rely on, you know, things like paid advertising, Facebook ads, um, in order to grow their membership base at a consistent rate. Um, have you ever tried any type of digital marketing or paid ads like Instagram or Facebook ads? Yeah, we did, uh, I want to say a couple of Facebook ads. Uh, and you know what, I'm lying to you. We've spent uh, a little bit on ads. One of our kids class members, his mother uh, was doing an advertising thing for the school and asked us if we wanted to donate for a free ad. So I was like, sure, just trying to be helpful. But man, um, yeah, a little bit of Facebook ads, probably about a year and a half ago, I spent maybe 50 bucks in total and actually got, uh, I want to say three or four members out of it. So it paid for itself and then some right away. Uh, but yeah, no, not really, man. <laughs> right. I mean, you don't really have to as of right now. Right. But I mean, that's really cool to see even the 50 bucks that you did put in, you were able to make a return out of that. And that's like the blessing of the internet these days. Um, I talked to a lot of gym owners who rely solely on referrals and you know although yes referrals are great for building that membership base um you know especially if you have a good product and you're providing value it's really hard to like track those numbers right it's you know in the beginning of the year let's say for january you get 10 members in from referrals it's hard to predict that over this next six months you could continue that growth at a steady pace you know it's hard to track those numbers it's it's actually ridiculously inconsistent when I actually try to go in there and make heads or tails out of some of this. Mm -hmm. I will get reports from from Facebook and from Google, you know, how many searches have I had this month? How many messages have I had this month? And some of the busiest months where I generate the most members, I will have the lowest online, you know, interactions. Mm -hmm. uh, and then some some months where I have the most online interactions, I get the least amount of, you know, bodies walking in the door. Uh, yeah, the inconsistency is ridiculous. Yeah. I've learned to just kind of trust the method that's worked so far. And hopefully I don't have to, you know, uh, adjust that method too darn much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so tell me a little bit, um, you know, about your sales process. What's your process when you have an interested lead, you know, someone who wants to tour your facility, let's say it's a referral. Um, what's your process from turning them into someone who's just interested into a paid member? Uh, man, I really try to let the, the classes speak for themselves. People usually want to know all about, so what's what's the structure of the class? You know, do you guys teach this? Do you teach that? More often than not, I try to just ask them, when are you available to come in and try a free class? Um, if they are genuinely interested, they'll they'll make the effort to come out there. I do have some people I just feel like want to waste my time and talk martial arts, but never come in, you know? So if I can get their bodies in the door and they try a class, our turnover rate is probably honestly around 60%. Uh, most people who try a class will either sign up right then and there or come back for that second class with, with the intention of signing up. Um, Those are yeah, really man. good numbers too, by the way. Do you track your numbers, like things like conversion rate? No, I did for a little while. And it sounds like I'm being cocky and knock on wood, man. I'm unbelievably grateful for everything and I don't take it all for granted, but man yeah the majority of people who come in and try it are interested enough to where they come try it again and 
I know it's more often than not. If I felt like people were coming to try class but weren't signing up more often than not, I'd start getting a little worried. I'd probably pay more attention. Mm -hmm. But yeah, at this point, more people who show up are signing up and we're closer to capacity. So I'm not stressing members. So I'm not even paying a bunch of attention to it. <laughs> I'm watching our, our monthly revenue and tracking that a decent amount. Yeah. It's not dropping, so I'm not worried. Okay. And that sounds so unprofessional, doesn't it? And now that I said that out loud. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, you know, the only thing, I guess, just at my end, just like tracking numbers, it really just shows you like the things you could get better at because the numbers are just numbers, right? It, it doesn't tell you you're doing, of course, you could look at it as, okay, I'm doing bad, I'm doing good. But really, it just shows you the things you could improve on. Um, if you're tracking things like, you know, conversion rate, um, including revenue, of course, that's a, the biggest one that you have to keep an eye on in your overhead. Um, but, you know, it just gives you gives you an overview as you continue to grow. Um, you know, even if like, let's say you had your numbers for last year, for 20, 2021, um, to look at those numbers and be like, okay, this year, let's, uh, let's work on this a little bit. Let's work on that. Let's, you know, my conversion rates a little low, maybe we need to tighten up the process to make a sale, um, you know, and so forth. But that's the only reason why I ask. But uh, do you do the selling currently? Are you the the main person that's always there, um, you know, doing the walkthrough for your interested leads and turning them into members? Uh, man, like I said, the first year or so, I was just running everything and anything. Um, now I've divvied it up to where the weekends, I'm barely up there. And most mornings, I'm not up there as much. Um, so the evening classes are definitely the busiest classes. And then all of my advanced classes are going to be in the evening classes. Okay. And I pretty much exclusively teach all those. Uh, Wednesday's the only night we don't have the advanced class, so I won't be there tonight. But every other advanced class, it's me teaching it. Uh, every every advanced class, it's me teaching it. And then all of our busy bad classes in the evenings, I'm pretty much teaching all those. I want to be as involved as I can with the bigger, bigger classes, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah, the things that, that's pushing the needle forward, right? Yeah. Um, having those those big classes and making sure that uh, they're being taught the way that you want to uh, is important, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so if a question that I like to ask, um, if you could wave kind of a magic wand, essentially, and have your business be in the exact position that you want it, um, what would that look like to you? Man, just exactly what we're doing now, but a lot, lot, lot bigger. At a larger scale? Yeah, I've got a bunch of little little ideas and plans of small things I want to implement mm -hmm. that I just don't even feel like it's the right time because we don't have a big enough spot. Yeah. Uh, with a bigger spot, <laughs> I am just so proud of my baby. I really am. We've had a lot of fighters who walked in there, no martial arts experience at all. We're now actively competing and, and competing closer and closer to a serious, serious level. Uh, I got an 18-year-old young girl who... She wasn't shy or anything, but she came in there, you know, a little mousy, and yeah. now she is a killer, and she gets in there and spars with the big boys, and I have to tell the guys, yo, really cover up. She's going to land on you, and it's not going to be soft, and they, they kind of smile at me, and then they get tagged, and then they're not smiling anymore, and they pick their hands up. <laughs> I, I'm having a blast. I love what I'm doing. I've got a really good energy up there that I don't take a lot of credit for. It's, it's created itself. If we could make that bigger, We'd reach a bigger audience. We'd we'd impact more lives. We'd help more people. And man, I, I 
we'd be having more fun. We just have a blast up there. Everybody who joins becomes one of the the friends of ours up there. And we, we have a Facebook group where we all just message each other. It's not even gym related. We're just having a good time trading memes and stuff. Yeah. If we could just get a bigger facility and continue on the same trajectory we're on right now, I would be unbelievably grateful and thrilled. And and what do you think is like the biggest bottleneck from you getting to that growth that you want to getting to that point of, you know, doubling your facility size, doubling your members? Finding that perfect facility. It took me a long, long time to find this one. You want to find the right area. You want to find the right size. You don't want to end up bankrupting yourself because I'm, as I'm sure you know, gyms are mercurial as can be. It could be awesome one month and then the economy dips down and then, you know, Everyone I don't know, a pandemic comes in or something. <laughs> uh, there's a million things that can make this go heads or tails in, in no time flat. So I don't want to be paying through the nose for a big spot. And I'm just shocked at the the dichotomy of you know, this place about the same size right here, and then just a block over another place about the same size, it can double in price. So I'm very hesitant to pull the trigger on what seems like a good deal when I know there's the right deal out there. And that being said, fingers crossed, uh, there's a couple locations I found recently. If if they're as good as they look, they might be very, very promising. Um, but man, my Hope of hopes is that the place next door to us moves out like I've been told they're supposed to, and we can just knock the walls down and make it bigger and expand instead of having to restart somewhere else. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Um, cool, cool. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the different type of services that you guys offer. Um, do you offer any type of, you know, ascension services, um, things like maybe supplements, nutrition and accountability? Um, yeah. you know, go ahead. Uh, so I myself am a little bit more detached from that. I will do uh, some private lessons and mostly I'm trying to focus on the martial arts side of that. Okay. Uh, I'm a uh, fitness nutritionalist specialist. I am a certified personal trainer and all that. But one of my other coaches, Coach Ricky, is a chef on top of that all. So he's a nutritionist. He's a good chef. He's much more involved in the dietary aspects of this the the meal plans and the coaching in that aspect uh and then we'll both offer uh, excuse me we'll both offer personal training on top of that but man um i'm a big big advocate of the simplicity of just calorie deficit if you are not eating just you know absolutely horrible we don't have to change that much you'd be surprised at how much people don't realize how much they're actually eating if I can get some of my clients to track their their calories, it's been a pretty easy success story. Uh, I need to post more of them, but man, our weight loss stories compete with the best of them. We've we've got people who've lost up to seventy pounds, who are just eating a little bit less and coming to class regularly. It is it's a lot easier when you enjoy the workouts to make it you know habitual and consistency yeah. is the biggest key in anything. And if you can do you know, if you just walk consistently and eat a little bit less, you'll notice you're losing a little bit of weight, right? right? But I don't know about you. It's easy for me. The weekend comes for me to forget about consistency and all that good stuff and just, you know, go off the rails. So we don't do a ton of hard, hardcore um, guided nutrition and all that. We do a small guideline thing and let people kind of set their, their own pace and all that. And yet again, we've had more success stories than not. So I haven't really <laughs> doubled down on anything yet. 
have you ever thought of, you know, adding like a extra layer of service, things like maybe nutrition and accountability or even supplements to like, uh, you know, the line of services that you offer, just because I know, um, you know, at, at any facility, gym, martial arts, there's a lot of things that people are going to buy outside of your facility, regardless, um, stuff like supplements, stuff like nutrition. Um, so it really makes it all that much better for you as a business owner to have these higher levels of service that, you know, maybe you could pull 10 to 20% of your clients to and, you know, build from the inside. Because like you said, um, as of right now, you're kind of capped out a little bit as far as members, but, uh, you know, thinking of ideas to continue to grow from the inside of your facility with the current members you have, um, that's something that would be smart to do. Absolutely. Uh, I've networked with a couple people for basically exactly that. I wish so many things didn't hinge on our small size. Man, 1,600 feet, uh, it might almost even sound big. I don't know if it does to, to somebody, but when you have to have a seating area, a station area for you know everyone just to put their gym bags, a sign-up area, uh, storage for just the equipment we need to have it running, the actual gym size itself starts being pretty small. So when we did a, a couple grand reopenings and all that, I brought in, um, oh, I feel terrible. I need to remember their name. Keto Bakery Dallas, I want to say. And uh, we've, we've networked with another supplement company whose name is leaving me, man. I'm terrible at these things. But yeah, I loved the ideas of doing uh, more and more, you know, ascension programs where yeah. they have supplements and we can give them meal plans and track that stuff. Uh, but yeah, right now we just don't really have the, the space in the room and the capacity. It would be me doing it right now. Our other yeah. coach is just a little bit loaded up right now. But yeah, uh, so I guess I didn't even really touch on it. Yeah, when we get a bigger facility, three of the things that I'm really wanting to implement just right off the bat is nutrition, a better pro shop that has supplements, snacks, protein, all that good stuff. Yeah. And then this might be more for me than, than it is for the gym, but some sort of masseuse station. I need some sort of corrective massage therapy to be up there at least three or four times a week for a couple hours a week, you know? And I know all these people, they're, they're available and ready when I'm ready for them to be there, you know? So yeah, every weekend, every time I get a day off, it's looking for a bigger spot. Right, right. And, and that's something that I've noticed across the board, just with talking with gym owners, especially post-COVID now, uh, so to speak, um, is that they're turning their facilities to more of a one-stop shop and adding a lot of these services that people are going to buy outside of your facility, you know, stuff like uh, like a masseuse, like you said, um, you know, even nutrition and supplements. Um, they're, they're offering all that at their facility just, you know, to be more of a one-stop shop and give themselves more breathing room uh, to make profit, to make revenue. And, you know, it usually does pretty good because if you think about it, you know, let's say 20% of your members, 10 to 20% are likely to buy nutrition or supplements outside of your store. Um, if you could offer it inside, that gives you like, you know, so much more room for profit, so much more room for revenue as well. Absolutely. And I've definitely noticed a demand for it. Um, especially with, uh, I call them my fight team, the guys who, the guys and girls who show up to the advanced classes, um, they're a little bit more serious about this. 
they, they will bring their whole, you know, <laughs> whole situation with them. I'll have a guy who brings a blender with them, you know. <laughs> I uh, I keep protein and I keep some liquid IVs up there. And I basically give it away to the guys who don't have it on them just because I want them to have that stuff. And as soon as I started doing that, I was like, well, I'm sure there's more people who I'm not even hearing about who would like these extra things. Right. Sure enough, started talking about it a little bit. We talked about trying to put a mini fridge up there and all that. Every time I get a big idea, I get distracted by just trying to keep the gym running. Yeah. So, man, we've got enough uh, capital to where when we get a bigger spot, I will be able to hire pretty much right off the bat one or two people to be able to maintain the bigger spot that we have. But, yeah, man, that that all sounds like a dream, man. I could live up there. I'm just going to put a bed in the back, man, you know? Like, man, uh, if I can get somebody to rub down my shoulders – I can eat some yummy snacks up there, put a TV up there. I'll never leave, man. <laughs> right. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so I did want to ask, uh, just, you know, talk a little bit about your future and goals for this year. Um, you know, what does the next six to 12 months look like for you? Where are you trying to take your facility? What's, you know, your goals for yourself? Man, uh, if I haven't talked about it enough already, that bigger facility, I, I very much am, I'm, I'm manifesting it now. I'm going to make it happen. Uh, so when we get this bigger facility, I'd like to really, really step up the uh, the availability for the classes. We're hoping to add, before we move to this new facility, some 6 a.m. classes. Um, I'd like to fill out the noon classes just throughout the week. I want to make it to where we're competing with everybody in terms of class availability. Um, that's one thing that I do feel like some of these bigger gyms have on us is they'll be open from 5 a.m., till 10 o'clock at night yeah most days we're closing by 9 30 at night and the earliest classes we have right now are noons we had some 9 30 a.m's wasn't as busy as everything else we were losing money on them i got rid of them put in more evening classes evening classes filled up seems like the way to go uh now we've reached the member level to where i need to put classes anywhere and just if only two people show up that's cool that's two more people who showed up to a class right so Six months from now, I'd like to have just uh, classes all day, every day. We're open seven days a week already. Uh, I'd like to have a much more active and versatile fight team so we can start competing a little bit more around the state instead of just local. Okay. Uh, and I'd like to grow that fight team to, to a couple more professional fighters and see if we can start working our way onto the bigger stages. Awesome. Awesome. Super cool to hear. Now, now as we close out the episode today... Um, you know, we know what you want for your business. We know that, you know, you want to help people. You want to give, you know, people true value, a place, a community, a place to, you know, go and, and get their stress out to come and train. Um, but what do you want from your gym, Charles? Like, what, what was your big picture for you? What was, you know, the big goal of why you started your facility? Uh, man, I, I'm just, I'm actively, actively grateful all day long. Uh, I will tell my wife, we'll be driving on the road and I'll just go, I'm so proud of the gym. I'm so proud of our, our members, man. And I'll, I'll maybe name a member or two who's really made, you know, a big, big impact on their, their weight loss journey or their martial arts journey or something. I, I'm just too happy, man. If, if things could just keep going the way they're going and not crash and burn, I'm, I'd keep being as happy as I am right now. Things are just really going in the right direction. I've had a tremendous amount of help. Um, I'm, I'm Charles Cotton the fourth. My dad is Charles Cotton the third. 
you know, I already told the story of him raising me on martial arts and stuff, but he's been just tremendously helpful in this. My wife has been helpful. My mother's been helpful. Every member who signed up, I don't, <laughs> that's the other aspect. I don't even have to sell the memberships half the time. They'll walk in and people will be pulling them over to be like, oh, dude, he, here's how you throw this punch. Oh, you're going to have a great time here. Oh, blah, blah, blah. They just, they sell it for us, man. Everyone's yeah. a great advocate for the gym. I honestly, I just, I want, I want more for them. I want a bigger facility for them. I want to do more for them. I'm as happy as a clam. I'm, I'm getting everything I want. I'm teaching martial arts for a living. You know, what else could I ask? I get to beat up kids all day. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't get to complain, man. No, good for you, brother. And I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, what you do, um, you know, with your future, with your facility. Um, but I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode. But before we do sign out of here, please, you know, shout out your website or social media pages, um, just so the listener could find some more info on your martial arts facility. Awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, man, it's pretty straightforward. It's all just Jupiter kickboxing. You can find us on YouTube under Jupiter kickboxing, Instagram under Jupiter kickboxing, Facebook, and our website's just going to be jupiterkickboxing.com. We try to make it pretty straightforward. And if you're, if you're ever in the Garland area, we're on Jupiter road too. <laughs> Yes, sir. Jupiter kickboxing off of Jupiter Road in Garland, Texas. Um, I appreciate you, Charles, and, you know, giving your time today. And to everyone who tuned in as well, um, we appreciate you too. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive into the trenches with gym owners. We talk the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, we are joined by... Jenea Avalia from Balanced Health and Fitness out in Santa Cruz, California. Jenea, how are you? I am great, Austin. I loved how you added the extra to that last thing. Thank you. I totally, I totally butchered that. Um, do you want to say it the right no, way? No, it was Avila, but I, I loved yeah. it. I love it. Thank we were you. just talking about that. Yeah. Um, it's good. <laughs> I'm good. Another day in paradise in uh, California, Santa Cruz. Yeah, how is, uh, speaking of paradise, how is the weather out there today? Uh, let me look out the window. I've been in here all morning. Um, it's yeah. a little overcast right now, but this is kind of normal. Uh, it, get, it gets, it clears up, you know, like midday, and then the beach time is really good. So, nice. I mean, sure. yeah. How, how, close, how close to the beach are you? Um, uh, I, 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 well, I do workouts with my clients from here sometimes oh. outdoors. It's a 10-minute walk. Beautiful. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. We'll when that. people come over the hill to visit it's like where do i go it's just like the beach is right there and yeah. there's a bunch of great places to eat and then Very have cool. fun 
Yeah, very cool scene. Very cool scene. Better than, better than mine, that's for sure. So uh, let's dive in, Janae. So we have Balanced Health and Fitness. You've been there since 2004. So an industry um, veteran, if you will, right? So talk to us about, you know, why you started this business. We'll say, we'll say back in the day, I just like that, that term. Um, for lack well, of it's a long time ago, so it's okay it to is. say that. <laughs> Isn't it scary that 2004 is like 18 years ago? That's wild. Yeah, huh? I know. I know. That's totally crazy. But uh, anyway, so yeah, well, what led you to start this? What was that experience like for you in that process for you to open this business? Uh, well, it's kind of a long story because I wasn't, well, I always knew in my teenage years I wanted to go into the medical field. So I actually went through a ROP program in high school to go into the medical field. And so by the age of 21, I was working in it and uh, I loved it. I wanted to help people. And that's really what my goal was. I just remember hearing like, I just want to do this. I just want to help people. And I was in that industry for six years. The last job I had was so rad. I loved it. I was an ophthalmic technician and um, it was an amazing experience. And if I lost everything that I've got, which I know I won't, but I would go back to that job. It was such a great job. So it was a big deal for me to leave that. I was really connected with a doctor that I worked with. Um, we were, you know, he was like two years older than me, like super young coming into the, the field. And um, so anyways, at one point I just realized I just wanted to do something to help people on a different level. And fitness was always in my world. I grew up dancing and teaching dance. And I, I don't know, there was just something at one point during that, that just like was a click in my head that I was like, it's time to take it to another level. Like if, like there was only so hard, by far you could go in that job. You could be an ophthalmic yeah. technician and then you go to optometrist and then you go to the doctor of eyes. And right. I didn't want to be a doctor. I didn't want to do that. Um, so I just, um, I jumped into what I fully, fully loved. Um, I grew up a chubby teenager and I was working out all the time on top of doing the dancing. And so I was always working out and, um, had my little, like, uh, those, one of those things in my room, I shared a room uh, with my sister and it was, a, oh, yeah, was it wasn't an elliptical, but it was one of those, tail? like, oh my God, it was yeah. so, it was all, it made yeah, so yeah, much yeah. sound that I'd get up 30 minutes before school and. I would I just bust out. Yeah. And yeah. I would do floor exercises. I mean, I was yeah. doing all yeah. my own routines. I was making up all my own stuff. Right. I hated right. going to the gym. I could have gone to the gym. I didn't want to do that deal. Uh, for me, I was embarrassed. I was like self-conscious. I didn't want to be right. seen. I just want to work out. I don't need people looking at me. I just want to work yeah. out and be done. And yeah. so that was very intimidating for me. So uh, fast forward, I decided to jump careers and it was a sc the scariest thing I've ever done because I was like set. I had my eight to five job. I had my, my benefits, my, this, my, that, my healthcare and all that. And I was in my twenties at that time and was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the leap. And I freaking did it. And I studied, you know, on my lunch break at work, uh, in the medical field to become a, a trainer. And, you know, passed my test, which I'm really bad at test taking. And the first time, and I was so stoked and, and then, and then started like getting out of that world. And I asked the doctor at one point when I started getting clientele that, can I take one day down? Can I do four days instead of five? And, you know, him and I were like this and he's like, yeah, but you know what? There, this is it. I can't go any more than that. Like, I want you full time. 
So I knew that at that point I had to take the leap and just like, and I did it. And um, what I did is I became an independent contractor for two years and I never worked in a gym. I worked at a private fitness studio. It was a two story, five room place. She had about five trainers at a time working. We each had our own room and then we would just kind of shift through the hour of workouts. And after two years of that, um, I mean, I was paying a lot of money. Like back right. then it was, I was paying $1,200 to, oh. to, for that. It yeah. was big money that, I mean, even now I think about it, I've never charged yeah. any of my, my people that much money. Um, anyways, it was $1,200 to, to, to do that. And it was a big commitment. So I just went into full on entrepreneurial mode. Like I like jumped in right away. I didn't know what it looked like to work at a gym and, and then have somebody else do my marketing for me. I did it all yeah. myself. I got my people. And in six months time, I was like, boom, I was in. And um, two years later, she decided to downsize. Um, I'm sure the space was freaking astronomical for her if she's charging her trainers that much money. Right. And so I decided at that point, you know, I'm happy here. There's something wrong being here, but I'm kind of curious what else is out there since she was yeah. going to do that. And the, yeah, so anyways, I went around calling a bunch of places, seeing what their studios look like, looked at a bunch of other studios because I, you know, hadn't really, like it had been two years that I'd been solid there. And I found this guy that was literally like, picks up the phone. He's like, literally, I'm leaving in two days. I have a business that I'm going to pack up in a storage unit yeah. and I'm moving like across state. Um do you want to come check it out? Because I'm not, I'm not renting space, but I will like, if you want to buy my um, equipment and yeah. then whatever clientele I have left, I mean, you know, and, yeah. and how that goes to like, just because you're selling your business doesn't mean the clients are going to want to be with you. And I didn't yeah. know how that worked. I was in my twenties. I didn't really understand right. all that, but right. I was like, okay, um, yeah, I'm going to come check it out, you know? And I was like, oh my gosh, this was freaking awesome. I walked in and he said, you can give me payments. Cause he, I mean, he was actually desperate at the point. Like I was yeah. literally, literally yeah. like a gold mine for him to like right. call the two days before he was leaving and then like start packing everything up. And I'm like, yeah, I'm taking it. And yeah. so I bought the equipment that he had and he had two clients at that. Well, he had most of his clients had already bounced because yeah. they had already, they, they, they knew he was leaving. So they found yeah. other trainers. And so there was a few left. And I actually still have two of the clients and I, I mean, I probably got five from that time, but two yeah. of them are still with me to this day, 15 wow. years now that they've been with me. And, um, I, I, I've never turned back from what I did. There's been struggles, ups and downs and all arounds, uh, doing this and just jumping into this. I didn't go to entrepreneurial school. I didn't right. Right. I'd go to business school. I, I didn't go to tech school. I just like jumped in and did like, you know, followed my heart, my soul and my spirit. And I kept being guided by that. And, um, anyways, I started off at that location and, um, I woke up, I mean, I came to work one morning and it was on fire. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that was crazy. And, um, I was two years into that, that place. And, um, I was going to a 7am client and, uh, my location that I, cause what I, what I got to do also was take over his lease. 
the yeah. landlords were cool with me taking over the lease. So I didn't have to move anything. I got to just move right in, take okay. stuff out, equipment that I didn't care about out, bring equipment in that I wanted and then started my own deal, brought my own clients in and, and grabbed the five that he had and, you know, did that. And um, that was devastating because I had insurance and all that, but I, my insurance didn't cover fire damage. Of course. Um, so I had to refurbish all my stuff and Jeez. do all that. And it was, it was an experience in itself. But with that being said, I always try to find the blessings in craziness and yeah maybe things that don't seem so positive. And I lucked out into finding this amazing place I'm in now. And I've been here now for 15 years. And I, I just, I mean, I couldn't be happier. It's in the greatest location. You know, I have clients that come from over the hill or people don't know this area. Like there's people that will travel over the hill um, in San Jose and other areas to come here, which is like a, could be a, like a, 30 to a two, wow. like a two hour drive I've had. And so it's a great location because I'm like, Hey, come and then have lunch afterwards and go to the beach and exactly. do yeah. fun things. And so it's like, make it a day. Um, so I have different, a lot of different clients that will do those kind of things. Um, so that's kind of my story. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked to be where I'm at. I love it. And I'm blessed. Yeah, that's awesome. That was a great story. Janae. I love hearing origin stories. Um, and it's interesting to hear how things kind of just work out, you know, like you call this guy and he's just want to get out of town, wants to sell his business and bam, there you go. And then this fire happens, which maybe we at the time consider bad luck, but then it enables you to go to this new space, which, you're, which you've been in ever since, which you love. So it's like that saying, you never know what bad luck save you maybe from worse luck, you know what I'm saying? So it's a, so very cool. So Let's talk about like a day in your life now. What does a typical day look like for you, Jenea? Obviously, we're doing a podcast right now, but like, you know, typical day training, you know, running the business. What's a, a regular day look like for you at this point in time? Well, it's like, that's a, that's a big question because I do so much beyond training. I always wanted a wellness center. So going back to me being in the like medical field and helping people on that physical, like on a different physical level. Yeah. So I don't look at people. It's like not about coming in and lifting weights and doing all this stuff. Like there, I, I deal with people that's not calories in calories out there. Like they have freaking things going on that have nothing to do with that. They can eat like 500 calories and be gaining weight. So yeah. I look at the medical side of things and hormones and I look at, um, I do, I do hair testing. So I do hair mineral analysis and I work with two doctors, um, with that. I was trained by them and every time that they do that. So it's like, that's a whole nother thing that I do. I do detoxing. Yeah. I went through my own experience with, um, some gnarly like health conditions that were not, um, ever diagnosed. And I had to go through my own journey to figure that out. And so be, so because of that, I be, I, I started my own wellness center, really. Sure, so I do sure. detox, I do hair analysis, I do um, like um, energy stuff and I do personal training. So I do so many different levels of things that it's, it's, uh, it's all encompassed and it all, it all like everything matters. Like, you know, all of us that are trainers out there, we know what it feels like when somebody's working out and they're getting mad and angry and they get triggered by something. It's like, what emotion is that? What happened? Why did that create that, you know, response right now? And so, I mean, I'm the kind of person that gets to the bottom of all those different things so that they can actually 
get to where they want to get. People that have eating disorders and all that. Um, I'm really into nutrition. So I do, do nutritional counseling as well. And so I did the nutrition part too. Like not all trainers are trained to do nutrition. They're not even actually supposed to talk about that unless they've been trained in it and I have been and so when my clients come in it's everything and sometimes they don't want to deal with some of those things so I'm like you know what they just came to see me for training so I'll do that maybe I'll slightly start talking about other things yeah. like hey yeah. do you want to talk about nutrition because that's kind of like most of it and then right. you know going on to the rest of it and then the the traumas and the all the other things that are creating whatever your patterns are that you're in this situation that makes total sense. Yeah. So getting to the root cause of, uh, we'll say their pain, if you will, or their struggle at the current point in time. Yes. Yeah, talk to me. Uh, I'm just curious, like I got personally interested in um, the hair testing piece. That's something I have never heard of in the fitness field, if you will. Can you talk to us about what you do with that specifically? Or kind of elaborate? Yeah. So what it entails is somebody coming in, take a clip of their hair, and then send it off to a lab. I've been certified to do that with a doctor. And uh, what I, and so I've been trained in that. So then it comes back and there's a chart that comes back and it tells you all the minerals and it gives us yeah. the heavy metals. And wow. so what that helps us do, we could see the thyroid function, kidney function, liver function, what heavy metals they have in them. We, I can see if someone's passive aggressive in this. I can see if they have a spiritual defensiveness. I mean, it's amazing um, what you can see in these things and in and, and the things, meaning the hair test, um, yeah. because it's so broad and there's so much that comes up with it. And then... At that point, there's recommendations for it. You know, there's physical recommendations, which is exercise. There is spiritual things that are recommended, which could be a bunch of things. There's supplemental things that can be recommended. But I always tell clients, like for me instantly, for instance, I don't necessarily follow the whole program that I see sometimes. Sometimes I just want to add my own things and then test my hair and then see what it does so right. you test your hair every four to six months and you can see what the changes you're making are doing sure. so if somebody's just like i just gonna i'm just gonna do the physical part or i'm right. just gonna do this part or do the mental part or this you can see the changes in their hair and yeah. it's amazing what it shows and i mean if somebody's like this is the craziest one because I'll say this for the, this audience is like the carbohydrates right i right. there's a part that can show your sugars and like, and they're like, oh, I don't eat that many, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I can see on their hair test, you know, cause they'll show me their food thing. And I'm like, well, it seems like you're eating more than you're saying because it's, right. and then boom, all of a sudden they're like, okay, you're right. I am. Um, so it's like, it, you can't hide from it, it's, yeah, but it's yeah. really cool. And I love it. Um, and it just, it, it gives me a baseline for my clients and it shows me progressions for them too. So mm -hmm. not only am I working, cause I tell my clients, you know, like sometimes 80% of this can be diet, you know? And if you're just like gonna be, you know, eating um, bonbons every day, then the fact is, is that you could be working out seven days a week, five yeah. hours a day, and that's not gonna show. You can have all this yeah. hardcore muscle underneath you, but you've got all the extra fluff on you. And why is that? You've got inflammation extra fat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it really helps me fine tune my clients' workouts. I don't push that on my clients. If they come in and they want to work out, 
Um, over time, I might mention that I do the hair testing. I never, I'm not a sales person. So that could be my down fault in, in this, you know, world. Cause I'm not a pusher on all the different things I do. I mean, I'll have clients working out over here and somebody doing a detox over there. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, pushing them to do that. Right. No, I love it. I think, uh, like you mentioned there, Janae, it gives you a, another data point to, to show people where we're at. I'm curious, of all these hair samples, what's the percentage of people coming back with like a heavy metal? Uh, oh, everybody. Everybody's got heavy metals. Yeah, everybody. Everybody yeah. has them. Everybody yeah. has them. So yeah. um, it's okay to have some heavy metals, but you don't right. want excess of them, yeah. right? Sure. Sure. So for an example, um, people that have so if somebody were to do like um autopsies on people that have dementia or alzheimer's they will have high levels of aluminum in their brain yeah so my thing is i'm a teacher i teach people like what they can do to um lessen that burden on their body because right. I've been there and I've, I, yeah. I mean, I suffered yeah. so many years because I was so toxic and I realized that out of my own, this is why I do what I do is because I realized, oh my gosh, I'm so toxic. This is what I'm going to do to help myself. And therefore, hopefully I can help others. So right. it just, it just became a bigger thing that I wasn't even expecting. You know, I wasn't imagining that I was just living day by day and doing my own experiments on myself and then therefore helping others because of my own things that I had gone through yeah for sure yeah I always find when we when we experience it ourselves personally we can then obviously be more sympathetic to others right if, who are going through the same thing because we, we've been there so we we then know oh, compassionate empathetic sympathetic all of it for sure yeah and if we haven't gone through it we can't have that that true authenticity of that you know because we don't know what the heck it's like so like um so that's really cool to be able to provide provide that to your clients even to bring it even to bring just the awareness to them of of these things you know like the heavy metal piece and that's probably coming from what the the water the food the lifestyle Uh, so many things the air we breathe you know, yeah. the air we breathe, um, you know, drinking out of an aluminum can. And I do the same things. I'm not a freaking perfect person. I right. mean, I've got like a little, you know, low, um, you know, keto drink right there. That's like in a yeah. can. But the thing is, is I do all my things. I try to do my balance, balance, health and fitness. That's why I call yeah. it balance. I am not perfect. I never claim to be. I don't, I mean, I own that. I do my things too. And, but I 80, 80 to 90% of the time try to stay on the clean zone. But if I don't, and I go over there, then heck, you know what? I know what I'm going to do tomorrow. Like every time I was just telling a client the other day ago, he's like, you haven't eaten that brownie. I'm like, cause I know, cause in my head, I'm computing what I have to do to uncreate that in my system. And so now I've got to do this, 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 and that, is that worth it? I left that brownie up on that counter for a week. And I didn't eat it. And he was just like, what? That's so crazy. And I just, I just was like, it wasn't worth it to me, but sometimes it is. Sometimes the Sunday is worth it. And I'm like, I'm down, I'm going to do it. But I'm always calculating in my head, what do I have to do physically, mentally, 
and emotionally sometimes, because sometimes I'll wake up with dreams like all, oh my gosh, I just, what did I do doing that? Because now I got to like, you know, uncreate what I just created. Um, And for my system, it can cause inflammation and other things that I have to be careful for me. So that's why I don't do specific people are like, what's your program? What do you do? Mom? I I mean, I, well, I got to intake you. I don't know. Like you're personal. Nobody's the same. I don't have a set plan. I don't go, this is my eating plan for everybody. This is the, this for everybody. It's always different. People come in and do detoxes. Like how many times should I do this? Well, I'm like, well, we got to do an end. Like, I don't, everybody's different. People have cancer, people have lupus, people have other autoimmune disorders. And I work with a lot of autoimmune stuff and all that stuff. So I'm like super like on the medical realm on the side that I do this, but I also, when it comes to fitness, uh, it's like, it's all combined. I like deal with a lot of people with health issues and uh, arthritis and, um, uh, that they need, um, you know, um, rehab stuff and their back and their shoulders and this and that like I work on the medical realm with my clients I like that's my deal I've also trained everything I've trained everything meaning bodybuilders uh I've, I've gone through it all you know what I mean um weightlifters um people that are extreme in all these different areas athletes I mean, you name it, I've done it all. And I'm glad I got to experience that all. But I also know my niche and my niche is the baby boomer, uh, 16 and above. Doesn't mean I don't have younger clients, but that's my, those are my longtime loyal people. Right. Those are like, you know, my professional sitters that sit all day. You know, I'm a psychologist. I'm bent over and I'm like typing and I'm, and you know, whatever they are they're they're you know, my CPA, like all of them are like desk sitters, professional sitters. And so those people need to be stretched out. They need to get their limbs moving. They need yeah. to, um, you know, get their lymph system, you know, flushing and that sort of thing. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I like the term professional sitter. You just, you just threw it us. That's, I haven't heard of that <laughs> yet. So that's pretty good. And it is true. Like, and we see, I'm sure you see a ton of people like that, you know, and like, obviously it has a massive negative impact, you know, on our, on our health in many ways. But, um, of course, okay, let's dive into, just- oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's just terrible. It's like, sitting is one of the worst things as we're sitting right now i'm thinking about i know totally and i'm a bad sitter i don't sit very much i'm all i would if i was like one of those i'd be like on the treadmill the treadmill workout uh offices that they have yeah Yeah. because i'm like oh my gosh i used to be the same way i was like i would either like um like kneel you know like uh instead of sit and type at a computer that way like for for years and everybody said i was crazy but i was like wait kneel on your knees like on one knee, like I was doing a lunge, but like in a resting position. Oh, like that wow. Was, that, yeah. was like that way. Yeah. Weird. You know, it was in Not a gym. Weird, so. But your, intuit, your intuition was saying, hey, like switch just, it up. Don't be like everybody else's and like yeah. you need your body to need something else. Exactly. That's exactly. good. You were so, listening. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You got to be a little different, you know, it's you got to listen to your body for sure because it's talking of to course. us every, every day. But um, let's talk about, so you've been in business now 18 years. Um. What have you done to market to get new faces in the door? Or what does your marketing, like we'll say marketing plan look like, you know, the way you've attracted new clients to walk through those doors there? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Um, so like going back into the olden days, uh, you know, I did the postcards, you know, and all that kind of stuff. 
I would go to um, the chamber meetings. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I threw myself in, right? I, yeah. I didn't go to business school. I didn't know what I was doing. Got into the industry and just like dove in and started like trying everything. I remember going to these like network meetings going, oh my God, this is so horrible. Like I just don't know anybody and I'm walking in and, you know, like I said earlier, I don't sell, like I don't promote, I'm not like a, a, a salesperson. Sure. Sure. So I would just sit there and listen to them talk. Yeah. So I did all that. And then I did um, the postcards and all that thing. Um, I've done lots of different things. I don't know if you guys are from, you know, cause we're all in different areas right now. There's like a Groupon and those kind of things oh, yeah. that they would do. Um, I did that for a little bit and I have done several different things as of now. Um, I, I am not like when I will give you my social media stuff, but you'll see, it's been a while. Like I am not big on that. Even for my personal one, I have one on Instagram. That's a business one, only one on business. It's right. a business one. Then I have two on uh, Facebook. One's business. One's my personal. But if you look at my personal, you don't know anything about my life. You don't even know what's going on. So the thing is, is like, I really haven't done much except uh, that I have word of mouth and clients come in and have a good experiences and put it out there. And the fact is this, is that I know all the trainers that I know it's because they need, they go to do other jobs. It's yeah. because I offer so many services within my realm is because I feel like I've got it. Um, and I've been able to stay in business for this long and through the economy like way back when and now through the pandemic yeah, sure. and i'm so freaking grateful that i'm still in business uh because that was a freaking gnarly situation oh, i'm yeah. so dialed in here that i had to like you know it took me three months i had to take a second yeah. um and that and and they let me you know pay them back i'm all caught up everything's good but they were you know loyal to me as i've been to them and i was able to get through that piece but, um, you know, that was a big hit for me. And, um, yeah, yeah, it was tough. I mean, yeah, you've gone through the financial crisis in 08, right. And then obviously COVID and then being in California, there was, I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not from there, but from what I've seen a lot, a lot more, uh, restrictive, we'll say with, uh, the lockdown piece and then the masking for a longer time than maybe other parts of the country, you know, so definitely impacted our industry a lot, you know, massively. Janae, sure. what would you say like capacity wise um, you are at right now? Like say five clients walked in the door today. Can you even take five more clients right now? Or what does your capacity look like um, right now with, with like clientele and just like your day to day? And what kind of, well, I mean, what kind of clients? I mean, the, the personal training clients Yeah. are yeah. just clients in general of what I offer. What is, so I guess we can go back. So is personal training the biggest chunk of your revenue stream or is it the other side? I would say, yes, my, okay. my, um, one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. one to two to three days a week, people, they're okay. loyal, they're consistent. Those are my bread and butter, um, my okay. bread and butter clients. And, um, what was the question again? It was, yeah. So, so how many clients, the, what are you training a day right now? And those one-on-one -on -one or a group, small group, personal training clients, like an average day, a normal day. So I do one-on-one, -on -one. sometimes I'll do doubles. I don't do classes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I accommodate, like, I mean, yesterday, for instance, I was leaving a client's house cause I do home gym setup. Okay. 
Okay. So I leave my studio and I have clients that see me for that. And I had a client that wanted another session and he texted me. He's like, Hey, can you see me today? Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, Santa Cruz is like so small. I'm like, Hey, yeah. So I wrapped around here. So I will fit anybody in. I will okay. take Sundays off, but yeah. I will fit my people in. I mean, morning, afternoon, evening, right. um, yeah. I do it. Um, and I do my things in between. So taking on five more clients, of course. Yeah, I could, because okay. I was so stripped from what happened. Yeah. Heck yeah. I need to, I'm not, I don't want to say catching up, but I kind of like, I will do whatever I need to do to keep okay. my doors like open and flowing yeah. and things going. Um, I'm very accommodating to my clients, but not overly accommodating. I do not, I have boundaries and those sort of things I have like, you know, you make an appointment, there's a cancellation deal and all that stuff. So um, I just want to be clear about that. But I also um, will make it happen for my clients. They can call me last minute. They have my like my personal line. Um, okay. They can text me. I mean, I have clients calling me at midnight and different things for different stuff. Like, oh, I got to cancel tomorrow, but we'll make it up you know, in two days. And, you know, so if you're going to cancel like that, then we'll make it up over here. Those are my old time grandfathered, grandmothered clients. And I, they have that clout with me, but the other ones, you know, then there's a cancellation fee and things like that. And so people just don't do that usually. Um, and if they, you know, um, yeah, if they do, then I just don't work with them anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll refer off for different things. Um, I, I'm not desperate in that sense, but I will definitely, I could take on, I mean, that's a long-winded answer to that. No, it's all right. It's good. Yeah. Just, uh, it gives us a better grasp of, you know, of the business right now with the other services you offer today, the hair testing, the detox, uh, the energy work you do, the nutrition piece, is that something you're charging extra for or is that included in the personal training? Oh no, it's all separate. Everything's separate. Personal Good. training, cool. uh, the detox, yeah. the hair testing, cool. the cool. this, the that, the that. Yeah. But the thing is when I get, I will say this, this one overlaps. If somebody comes in for personal training, I'm like, it's a gold mine because I do health, wellness, fitness, coaching. Okay. Um, and I do on top of all the other things, because some people don't come in for workouts. I don't even see them. They just want yeah. programs that they can do on their own. Okay. So when people come in and I say, take advantage of what I've got to offer, because not everybody ha can has the nutrition stuff. So I will, if clients have certain goals, um, especially, well, I mean, most of them, I, I would like to do food journals. It's not even about weight loss for the ones that'll have do that it's some of them they have arthritis and different things and like some of the foods are causing inflammation in their body oh, yeah. so i want to see what their like their their thing looks like so while they're doing cardio right i'm like going over their food journal and we're talking about that so i'm doing it all in one hour like i'm, I'm doing the food journaling i'm doing the nutrition stuff so some people just come to see me for nutrition and that's yeah. it they're not working out and some are doing the workout and they're doing the nutrition i'm like banging yeah. it all out in one point so okay. uh really the clients that get the best value for their dollars is to come work out and while they're working out and stretching and doing those things we're just jib jabbing about all that stuff i'm looking through their food journal i'm talking i'm writing notes in their food journal as they're doing their stretches and I'm timing them and doing all that. They're getting so much for the value of what they're doing. Right. And I try to put that out there and I'm not trying to push it. Like I said before, yeah. but 
it's like a mall. I'm just saying, if I was a client, that's what I would want to be. I'd want to be the person coming in. I'd have my food journal ready. I'd be like, you know, waiting to hear all the info. Yeah, for sure. Definitely to take advantage of the service you're providing. Janae, how do you go about uh, charging? Do you do uh, packages or monthly membership, weekly pay as you go? What does your setup look like from like a billing standpoint? So I don't have memberships because I don't have a gym. I mean, I have a private studio and and people come as one-on-one or doubles or triples. And um, it's either if you come three days a week, it's a certain price. If you come two days a week, it's a certain price. One day a week, it's a certain price and jump-ins, like pop-ins. Those are the people that are like at the, that I set their home gym up and they want to get a new routine. So they're all different prices. So there's like four main standard prices that I have. And yeah, they, they will pay me for the package. Like I'm coming in once a week. So that means you pay me for four right now. And then they come in and they do those four and they come in. It's not like four over four months period. It's like, you're coming in once a week. Cause I've met other trainers that they'll like sell for. They're like, God, they're like stringing it on them all. No, you use it in the month something comes up we talk about it whatever but that means that if you're paying for me for four you come in four times this month right right. paying me for eight if you're paying me for 12. so i'm very like that's how it works on that for sure you've done it like that since day one of the business yeah i have cool cool awesome awesome so i know we kind of touched on this next point here a little bit before but like technology right um said you haven't used it much in in the business any plans to implement that in the future? You know, the future of fitness is sometimes yes. we get on, like, you know, we see a lot of, you know, follow the money, right? We see a lot of money going to online coaching. And obviously you have, you have the Facebook platform, Instagram, TikTok, all these things that are, you know, the biggest platforms in the world. What are your thoughts there on uh, technology with fitness? Uh, maybe using it, maybe implementing things, thinking about it. Where, where's your mindset with in regards to that? Um, I would love to, um, find another person to do that. Um, because I, I, I think that that's an amazing thing. I don't even, I've never even been on TikTok. I don't even know what that looks like. I I mean, people have sent me some videos and stuff. I'm just like, I don't even know what that looks like really. Um, I just, I'm always behind the times when it comes to technology uh, when it comes to that. So it's really about, I, I believe like talking to anybody out there listening, like getting a really good uh, tech person to do that. And I, I that is definitely something I want to do. Um, I'm not good at doing that. I don't put myself out there like that on social media and, and that sort of thing. But um, as I've been watching over the last six months of everybody, yeah. it's amazing. The people that are just getting freaking followers and i'm just like wow that's amazing so um i mean i think everybody's doing it now but there's a lot of people that can still jump in and still get a bunch of followers uh that would be something that would be great but uh i just um i'm old school in the sense that i just keep doing my thing i really need to find somebody that can really help me target into that and if i could um i would it just hasn't been something on the top of my um, thing, but that is a really good thing for me to, and I I have been thinking about it and I I want to, I want to find somebody that can help me with that. And I 100% believe that that is definitely where I would like to go and what I would like to do in that regards, uh, because it's it's huge. Yeah. And I know we kind of, yeah, we've been talking about that and before I started recording too. So is that like, would you say, Janaya, that's like your main 
focus or goal for the next year, you know, successful now on what you're doing, how you've done it, or if there's something else, please definitely chime in there on that too. But I guess the question would be, what is you know, the main goal you're looking to accomplish here over the next year? You know, COVID is hopefully done with, and uh, we're back to some, some normalcy here. So what's the main piece uh, of the business you're looking to focus on to grow over the next 12 months or so? Yeah, I would say that, Austin, because um, that is something that I've always wanted. I just haven't really found the right like niche to like really get into that and, and yeah. find somebody that, you know, is like reliable in that sense. Yeah. You know, I can get somebody and then it like ebbs and flows and then it's gone. And I'm like, OK, that didn't work out. And I'm like, all right. Um, yeah. So yeah, 100%, like I, I would love to get my social media up and roaring, so to say. And I think that would be like a huge thing um, for my center is to do that. I think, I mean, really when it comes down to it, I'm settled here, I've got my, I've got what I offer. I know what I offer. I've got my people that continue to come back and really it's just about getting the word out. And okay. on another level that yeah. I'm not really um, tapping into. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head for sure. Like you offer a ton of unique uh, services that not many people do, you know, with the, with the hair piece and the energy, um, energy work and the yeah. detox piece and obviously on top of the nutrition piece and the fitness piece, obviously just a real nice full holistic approach to wellness, right? So like, I think definitely unique piece that we don't see a lot of in that online space yet. So yeah, I think there's definitely still time to, to dive down that road and um and 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 see where where you know where you can best service people more and you can service more people i think that's the benefit of it you know in our in our gyms we can only service x amount of people on the online platform we can just service and and get in touch and connect with more people you know so yeah definitely a great thing to focus on for sure moving forward and my last question to you Janea, is how do you measure success within your business or even as a person with your clients, like what does success mean to you in regards to, you know, balanced health and fitness and what you're doing as a company in the Santa Cruz area? Success to me means that my client walks out feeling better than they did walking in. Nice. That to me is success. It's music yep. to my ears. I love it. Basically giving them the best hour of the day and they feel better. Uh, when they leave you then when it before they saw you i love it exactly that's incredible that's incredible great great uh yeah great answer and a great perspective and i really i really like that um you know that's what we're doing at the end of the day serving these people making them fitter you know using our experience to help them be better i do have one more question since you've been open since 2004 we do have a lot of listeners Janea, that are like they want to open a gym or maybe they want to be a trainer coach what have you or get into this space in some capacity any advice you'd give to that person listening, just from your experience, it would kind of help them a little bit, set them up for some, some, some success, you know? Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. What would I give to a new person coming in? Um, well, I think this is like being open to ideas. Some people are so close. They come in with their own thing and they're not willing to hear. I heard so many things coming into the industry and like some BS stuff too. I'm like, what? I didn't even ask for your opinion or this or that. And yeah. People were just shooting stuff out. And I think that it's like, take in what you want. And like, even if you get something that doesn't feel right or whatever, just 
let it go and just say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that advice. And not even like the advice, even I just stayed neutral to people, um, about that. But I heard so many good things, um, about getting websites. I mean, I got so much freaking stuff. So I just say, stay open, hear everything. Don't shut anything down. If it's something that you don't like to hear, that's okay just let it go and just say, thank you. Anyways, you don't have to say that to them, but just go, Oh, thanks. Um, I think that's the best way to go about it. Cause like I got so much good advice, not that yeah. he wasn't asking for it, but I would just talk about things. And I feel like that's really, um, a big key. Cause I remember going, wow, I can't believe I just heard that. And I mean, what the heck? Um, but at the same point, I was grateful that these people were, putting out that information because there were so many amazing nuggets that came from so many amazing people as well. And whether it be clients or other colleagues or et cetera, um, I just feel like that's like the best information that I could give is just to be open to everything. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Be open to like new diverse ideas, but, but still look at it. It's still, Look at it with some sort of filter, you know, and not take everything uh, to heart and take nothing personal, you know, like I always think exactly. we take too personally. So if you get rid of that filter, that ego, if you will, um, yes. that lens maybe is a better word, like uh, definitely can be set you up for some good success. So yeah, I appreciate you giving that knowledge. I only ask that the people that have been doing this for, you know, for some time, like 10 years plus. So I think it's uh, always good to hear i always like to hear your opinion and see what see what you know, you've experienced and what what you can pass on to the next generation coming up and Janae, can you see me can you hear me i can i can't okay. see you but i can hear you it's all right we'll keep going yeah it's uh yeah. gotta love it gotta love zoom so uh last bit and it's perfect timing so uh, i know <laughs> that we haven't been much on instagram facebook that stuff but where can the listeners find you maybe it's a website or your actual physical location or, or your, I know you said you do have an Instagram or Facebook page. Where can we check you out and find you? So my website, okay. So let me just, okay. Uh, yeah. Facebook, Balanced Health and Fitness. Okay. And uh, Instagram is the same, Balanced Health and Fitness with a D at the end. And then um, my uh, email is info at balancedhealthandfitness.org. Is that right? Is that an email? Uh, uh, that may be your website probably, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, balancedhealthandfitness.org. Yep. org is my website. Yep. Um, my phone number is 831-234-2950. I can do so many things like coaching and hair testing. I never have to see the client. I've worked with one client for 10 years and like, I never have to see them for the hair testing. Um, so that's, uh, I mean, I do a lot okay. of uh, long okay. distance stuff. That's good. Yeah, it's good to know. It's really good to know. I thought maybe. So that's no, you better. don't. Like, cause I send them a package and yeah. they, they, it's all explained. Um, I think I sent that and then, um, balanced health fitness at gmail.com is my email. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. I love the, uh, the hair testing piece. And I think that's something that, uh, I have not seen much of. So something we should all probably check out and learn. So Janae, I appreciate your time today. I know you can't see me, but we can hear each other. So it's good. 
Appreciate yes. you coming on, spending the hour with us and showcasing you and your business and your story. And we thank you so much. Thank you, Austin. I appreciate you guys having me on um, Gym Lords. I love that name. You got it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And we appreciate the listeners. We appreciate you guys as well. Please yeah. hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Jose and Maggie from Dirty Gringos CrossFit in Live Oak, Florida. What's up, guys? How are we today? Good. Good. How about yourself? doing well thank you for taking the time to join us i appreciate it yes ma'am all right so let's waste no time here getting into the details how did you get started what is it that made you want to own your own gym oh gosh so <laughs> i mean it was know. it was it kind of fell in, into our laps um crossfit for life was up here in live oak with scott burbage um he had been running it um he was trying to get out of it and so when I joined uh, CrossFit for Life, we had talked a little bit and it just kind of naturally evolved into where I could take over and um, ended up switching to the location we are currently and changed the name to Dirty Green was CrossFit. Um, and I, I based that from, from a team name that I had with uh, a couple other friends and uh, we've been running ever since. Um, I've knew well beyond when I first started this that I had no business sense and the <laughs> financial sense whatsoever. So I brought Maggie along on it because she was more savvy with it. And uh we've been trying to trying to work and grow as as best we can. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So it was something that uh you weren't necessarily expecting to do, right? It wasn't always the plan for you to open a gym or was it? No, no, not at okay. all. I've, I've been doing CrossFit for, for law enforcement, uh, for law enforcement purposes. And it just, um, like I said, it just kind of fell into my lap as far as, you know, getting the opportunities. I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. And then, so Maggie, uh, how did, how did it all kind of come about for you? What's, what's the backstory there? So Jose was a member of a CrossFit gym in Brantford. I was the member of CrossFit uh, for life up here in Live Oak. And, um, like he said, he would come visit, um, our box on lunch breaks and things like that. Got to know Scott really well. Scott saw his potential. Um, I was brand new to CrossFit and we're talking brand spanking new. 
And he was running the idea by me. I was like, dude, that's awesome. Have you thought about A through Z? He said, no, I didn't. I was like, okay, well, just so you know, think about A through Z. And then that's when he asked me, he says, um, how about you partner up with me and uh, help me run this? I went, wait, what? And here we are. That's awesome. So organic, the whole kind of situation. So that's awesome. Okay. And now what does the business model look like currently? So typically CrossFit, we're talking about group classes. Is that the case for you? Do you offer any type of private training or semi-private training, or are you just mostly geared toward groups? No, we, we stay with the group side of it. Um, I do have where I do offer online to some people. Um, I do, I have like one, one online person right now. Um, but uh, for the most part, as far as uh, here at the location, we just offer a, a group setting for the class. We keep the number under 12. Our space is about 2000 feet. So um, I believe we like to keep the number low. I know when, when COVID hit, um, um, they had this huge rule about, you know, you had to have so, so many feet of separation. You couldn't really keep so many people in the location. So we figured as long if, you know, if it happens again, you know, we, our numbers are already low. We, we don't have to do much changes as far as what we do, as far as for our classes. And let's call it what it is. 12, Barbell movements, one coach, they so that way they get their very much attention that they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. so it's almost like okay. one-on-one training in a group setting, kind of. Yes, Correct. very close to that, yes. Yeah, got it. Cool. Okay, uh, and how many members are you currently serving at the facility in total? We got 30 members mm-hmm. at the moment now. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple right now on on some maternity leave and then we've got a couple others that are are leaving now for for various reasons um but life life gets in the way for a lot of our members we have uh actually we have a good majority that are that are or educators or teachers um that are doing some form or fashion of that and it's kind of off and on with with the seasons depending on what sports going on as well so we'll have it from 30 to 40 members Okay. And what does advertising look like for you? How are you getting the word out there about what do you do, what you do rather? How are you drawing new people into the facility? Uh, right now it's been, honestly, what's really worked is word of mouth, um, especially with, with where we work now. So we work full time as, as law enforcement. We both work as, as school resource officers. So we as CrossFitters, we obviously talk about CrossFit all the time. <laughs> always talk about CrossFit. And uh, so a lot of them hear, hear about what's going on, and they, they we draw interest that way. Um, and the other way is through the website and Facebook, Facebook and Instagram. Um, she tries to keep up with, with the social media side of it, and we didn't. We have a, another instructor, Lauren Hall, that helps with, with that as well. I'm terrible with that. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a whole other piece, the whole social media aspect it is. of things. There, yeah. It's very, yes. very time consuming. It's a learn as you go process, and I am still learning. Yes, it's definitely a lot to keep up with for sure. Um on the uh, Facebook and Instagram front, are you doing mostly 
organic posting or have you done any type of paid advertising, any type of like paid lead generation so stuff or? I would say 98% is organic. We have paid very little, maybe twice a year to put something out there and it's, you know, five bucks. So I'd say 98% organic. Got it. Okay. And is growing the membership something that you're looking to do? Are you looking to serve more people? Absolutely. I yeah. guess till I can to retire from my location and run this full time and really mold the baby and really grow her. So, uh, yeah. Honestly, our, our biggest drawback right now is that we have a full time job that covers the entire day. And then, so like, we we have so basically we have two cell phones one for personal and and for here and then we have the one for work and the one for work obviously dictates more than what we can do here and it really really does hold specs so when mm -hmm. we first started we were actually both in in another division of the sheriff's office that constantly had us on call and running and stuff and we realized like we are never going to grow this place if we can't put more attention into it and right. when the opportunity came to for the spot of school resource officers, that's, that's actually really helped us out now, but we still realize that we just, we're just not able to put in the hours that we need to for this place on um, be able to make it grow more than what, what it is now. And right. I, honestly, if we could, we had that opportunity or time, obviously when, when we retire, we'll be able to, but um, we could open up more classes and in, in return get more members out of it as well. We just, it's, it's really hard to, I mean, basically we're, we're trying to work two full-time jobs at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, running a gym is hard enough on its own, Never mind working a full-time job on top of it. So um, now what needs to happen for you to be able to make the gym your full-time job for both of you? Oh, win the lottery. Is what so, <laughs> I think we figured it out. We would need in order for us to, you know, um, both be able to quit and actually sustain ourselves. We would need 150 members and twice this size location. I've got the location picked out already. Okay. <laughs> Growing the members, positive thinking. Um, Absolutely. Right direction. Um, I'm the lucky one. I am eligible for retirement in three and a half years. So right now that's my focus, you know, doing as as I possibly can until then and then really stepping in. Got it. Okay. And in order to get to that new location, that larger location, is there like a certain membership number that you need to hit at the facility you're at now? Double my members. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. 60 to 75. I need double, double my members. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, as far as the nice thing, so the reason why I love paid lead generation so much is because it's constantly working for you in the background. Okay. Uh, so like while you're at work, I, at your other job, you could be generating leads for the gym, which is nice because I love organic stuff. I love word of mouth. That's great. Um, those people are typically a really great addition to the community. They come in, they're ready to sign up. They're ready to just jump in and, and go all in, which is great. Um, but the only thing with that is that it's not reliable or trackable. And if you can't track oh, gotcha. it, it makes it really hard to grow it. Okay. So if we can get 
sustainable systems, reliable systems in place to generate leads on a monthly basis, it's going to put you in a, a much better position as far as growth goes. Um, so that's why I'm such a, a huge fan of, of paid, paid lead generation. Obviously, it needs to be done right, targeted properly, set up properly. Um, right. But when it is, it can be a huge game changer for the business, especially as far as growth goes, because I would bet money on the fact that there are people in your area that want what you have, but don't know that you're there. I will agree with you on that. Yes. Small town and um, part of what we've got, I don't want to say going against us, but going against us is a lot of people in this area don't understand CrossFit. They don't know this area. We are a small town, so they're scared. Yeah. And I can attest, I was one of them. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I talk to a lot of CrossFit box owners and it's always, um, there's almost like a, a wall that you have to kind of break down initially with CrossFit because it became super popular a number of years ago and everybody started doing it. And then it kind of, in some ways, kind of got like a bad name associated with it, it. and some people got kind of scared of it and yes. that's been kind of a challenge now for CrossFit box owners to kind of break through that wall initially and let people know like it's not scary you're not going to get injured it's okay we're going to walk you through everything mm -hmm. um, and if you can break down that wall initially then typically it's it's pretty good but I I definitely see that it seems to be a common theme you know for for yes. CrossFit box owners now Definitely it is. Um, where, uh, so when CrossFit for Life, when, where it was at, it was actually located within a gym and um, the owners there would literally pull people, like grab them by the hand and bring them back to the classes and like, try it, just, just try it. Mm -hmm. And people were like, no, I just want to go lift weights and just big thing. But you can do that here too. And then they're like, and then they finally get through, they're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. And they're like, right. <laughs> so. right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely a, a common theme across the CrossFit industry. Um, so now, are there any other services that you offer to your clients within the facility, whether that be nutrition, accountability, um, any type of retail or supplementation, anything else like that, that provides a higher level of service for your clients, but then also provides another stream of revenue for the business itself? Uh, no, we're, we're not currently doing that. Um, we've, we've kind of looked at the, on the tax end of that with, with Florida. Um, so we, we try to stay with, with what we have now. Um, we try to be pretty resourceful given the limited cash flow that we got going on and uh, given the resources that we have. So we found other ways, even like for equipment, for instance, um, we found that um, through uh, ACC, we'd been able to, you know, volunteer for them. And in exchange, we get some uh, some free equipment and we've been able to fund our equipment that way. Um, and uh, we use uh, CompTrain, for instance, which is free now for affiliates, um, being able to use that kind of the programming for that to be able to, um, run our athletes, uh, things like that. And we use push press for the gym management side of things. And that's really helped us out. Um, honestly, I, I don't know where we would, we'd probably be bare bones right now if, if it wasn't for the, for those kind of resources that we've, we found, you know, so mm -hmm. we're, 
we're, I think when she's able to retire and able to just kind of fully involve herself in that, we can probably start looking into doing that kind of stuff. Okay. All right. Um, and one thing that I really love to ask about, which I think we've touched on a couple of them so far, but every business tends to face some challenges or some bottlenecks along the way. So what are the key challenges, the key bottlenecks that you're facing right now within the gym and how are you working to overcome those? Uh, I think, I think the big thing is, you know, just the time to be able to place onto, onto the gym. Um, And I think like she said, our, our main focus is just, trying to put the stepping stones in place for when she, she is prepared for her retirement or we prepare for, you know, the next step to be able to grow that we have those stepping stones laid in place. And I think what you just addressed, especially with the leads or paid leads, Mm -hmm. I I think that's, that's one thing we can incorporate. Mm -hmm. And another thing, you know, just kind of getting a model plan for, you know, let's get X, Y, and Z together. So when you do, when we are have we got somebody full time in here, we can we can start moving some some components to start making some money. Right. Ultimately, that's what anybody wants in a business. They want to be able to make some kind of profit, but at the same time, we want to be able to provide a good service for for anybody here as well. Right. Absolutely. So I think that's where we're at as far as with the challenges, just being able to have that time to to be able to dedicate to this place. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Heck, I mean, even when we, we got some athletes now that, are, that that have signed up for competitions and we try our best to try to make it. Um, we're in May now, so we just happen to be in that time frame for us where a bunch of graduations are going on and, uh, you know, for the seniors and schools and stuff. And we're having to obligate ourselves to that end of it and trying to make, trying to make sure it's not interfering with our class classes as well. And then when we don't have, um, when we have an athlete in, a competition, one of us will break away and work on them and get them ready for competitions. And so even though we don't offer one-on-one, we very much, especially when we're able to have both of us here, break away or assign them homework and, you know, keep a very uh, good communication as far as the instructors go as to what those athletes need. So I think with that, you know, too, just being able to the small memberships too, being personable and getting to know everybody has, has helped us in, in retainment. So anytime we've that's, had, that's been anytime great. we've signed up with any, uh, had anybody sign up and they come to know us, um, that loyalty stuck with us and therefore is in exchange has had them to stay longer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that goes a long way. I mean, there are multiple ways to grow a business. We can acquire more clients, obviously, we can get yes. them to pay more by providing higher levels and different levels of service, but then also we can keep them longer. It's much cheaper to keep a client than it is to acquire a new one. So Correct. if we can keep all of our clients or, or most of them and also feed new clients in, then, you know, we're working on both ends there. And then also later down the road, you know, when you are ready to provide those other levels of service, whether that be the nutrition or the accountability Mm -hmm. or any other levels of service there, then, you know, you've got a good amount of people within the facility to start offering that to you. Um, So now as far as goals go specifically, um, 
what are your main goals for the business right now? Where are you looking to focus most of your attention now to kind of get to that next level? Hmm. Why don't you answer that one? <laughs> <laughs> Not put me on the spot all. Main goal for the business to get to the next level. I'll be honest with you. Right now, I am doing my best to keep us maintained as far as uh, retention, providing the good quality coaching, keeping all of us on the same page. So that way our members don't get hurt. That way our members do stay. Um, <clears throat> slowly bringing in little bits of, you know, extra equipment here or little extra things we can do, whether it be making it more family oriented and more community oriented um, until they, you know, and all of our members are amazing. They all realize we are a small new business and um, they actually are really awesome about helping out uh, when we need volunteers. So they all realize we are just in the baby steps and we are, we are slowly just trying to grow until, and they know I've got to retire in three and a half years. And that's when I can really put a lot more time and attention, but they have been, they've, they've been amazing. They are, they're, you know, they are our backbone. So yeah, absolutely. That's keeping awesome. the good quality of coaching and keeping our reputation and making sure our standards are there and making sure everything's in place still. So that way, when we do continue to grow, we can really grow. Yes, absolutely. Very important to set that super solid foundation and those expectations from the start so that, you know, as you start to grow and add more coaches in the future, that those expectations are set from the start. So definitely, definitely helpful there. Um, as far as coaches go, is it mainly the two of you? You mentioned one other person, correct? Yes, uh, Lauren Hall. So her and her husband came from uh, Michigan and uh, they were they signed up with us when we were still at the old location and they they've been a blessing to us. I mean, they're carpenters by trade. So we uh, we were able to get them. The, That's helpful. <laughs> oh, yeah. So before the price of wood started going up, we were able to finagle some wood from, from other places and just uh, able to get them to build us some bio bio boxes, you know, mm -hmm. and then just helping us set up over here uh, in, this, in this location that we're at now. So they, again, they've been a blessing to us. And mm -hmm. again, they've been able to, when we get called away because of work or something, and they, they answer that phone call at the last minute and they're mm -hmm. like, all right, we, we got you. Even, even when they don't want to, man, it's, yeah. it's Awesome. Yes. So having them here and understanding that they're not even getting paid for this is, has been, been really, really a yes. blessing for us yes. to, to be able to run this place. Absolutely. And are they your only other coaches, your other, your only other kind of like forms of help at this point? Yeah. Yes. yes. So yes, they're, uh, uh, Lauren's a level one. Um, uh, I myself am a level one and so is Maggie. Um, and then James is slotted for, for his as well. He hasn't got his, her husband. Mm -hmm. um, they're basically hand in hand. So whenever he's, he's around, she's around as well when they're coming up here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, yeah. And so in the future, I'm guessing you're looking to kind of expand the family as far as coaches go. Um, oh, most definitely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and now, is this something that eventually you'd like to step back a little bit and focus more on running the business itself? Or is it something that you 
want to be involved in on a daily basis in the gym, coaching, what does that vision kind of look like for you both? Um, I, I, I myself like on the coaching side of things. And I, I think it'd be more, um, not just along the general classes, but being able to specialize in something else. Um, I mean, weightlifting for instance, has become a very popular, uh, sport now, even amongst the females of, um, there's a, um, the school I'm at, the, the female, uh, weightlifting coach over there has aspirations of opening up her own place. And she's, she's mentioned, you know, collaborating with me and, um, running some stuff up here. So hopefully, you know, get into more specialized courses for, for us would be, would be awesome. And just having, having that grow, mm-hmm. um, and just being able to contribute to, to, to the youth here. I mean, um, the area we're at, there's just, and the surrounding area, there's not a whole lot going on. So being able to open up classes for, for, for younger kids and being able to give them that skill set, you know, the, the help them out with their college or their sports and all to kind of take them throughout their careers would be an awesome thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, in order for you to get there, you just need the the time, right? Again, yes, it's, it's more yes. of a time kind of thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. So getting the right systems in place, growing the membership a little bit, then you're able to add yeah. some more staff in and then eventually mm-hmm. focus on yeah. those other things as well. Got it. Okay. Um, one thing that I always love to touch on toward the end here is uh, a piece of advice. So if you were to provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering opening their own gym, going their own way, doing their own thing, what would that be? Um, I was... It's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, or say... what's, what's, go ahead, most, go ahead. what's the most important thing you've learned Uh as an owner or from your time in ownership? Uh, I would say being resourceful. Um, that I think that's a very, very big thing because mm-hmm. at any point in time, uh, money can go away. Um, and so you have to figure out um, uh, how you're going to get, whether it be equipment or, you know, resources or, um, you know, just stuff to maintain your gym um, uh, in that aspect. And I I've learned that when somebody asks for something, the next person's going to ask either for the same thing or for something else. And you just, you, and for me, just being able to anticipate that and being able to figure that out has, has brought a lot more, um, more uneventful headaches because of that. So, yes. Um, start small, grow a, a beautiful foundation first. You don't need the biggest and the best and the most expensive million dollar this and that. If you've got a good foundation, you can work well with a lot of little things mm-hmm. and be resourceful. I mean, you can make the best out of a little. Yes. I like that. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people that um, open gyms in the first place, it's like you kind of have this idea that you've got to have this really large facility and this state of the art yes. equipment. And 
a lot of times people get into situations that are a little bit sticky because they open these large facilities, they take out a loan to purchase the best equipment, and then they don't have enough members. There aren't enough people mm-hmm. to, to fill the facility to cover the overhead, and then it's just kind of all downhill before you even get started. So when he took it over, um, it was three months. We took it over in November before COVID hit. Mm. So growing that from, you know, 20 members going down to three and then having to regrow that again, um, but being resourceful again. The heck, uh, I don't know. I don't even think we took out a loan until we were well, actually in, in this, had to get this, in this building until we got to this location. So we held it as long as we could before right. we were the trigger for that. And even then, we started started pretty small with that loan, so as to not bombard ourselves with, with things. Mm-hmm. I mean, we understand, you know, uh, a seventy pound road kettlebell is the same as you know the the cheap bro or the cheap off brand. 70 pound they both weigh the same and they both do the same thing that's so. right as long as you can get a good quality that's you know obviously we don't need hard plastics so. no right <laughs> good quality doesn't have to be name brand exactly yep especially in the beginning you yeah. can always yeah. uh you know get better equipment later down the road if you want to but it's not Absolutely. about the name on the piece of equipment right it's more so about the gym itself, the community that you create, the people, uh, there's so much more that goes into it than, you know, just those aesthetic kind of things, really. Absolutely. And knowing, looking into learning what you're about to get yourself into, and then making sure you have the key people in place for those positions and that they have the fit of the attitude, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? of the box, you know, every box has got its own personality. Um, and I can't- Time? Be- There's my tongue tie. <laughs> <laughs> the vibe would be the word, but that's not the word I'm looking for, but yes, right. So, you know, making sure everything's cohesive with- There we go, yep. You know, you know your integrity and your morals and values and, right. and those type of people. So making sure you have good key people in place. Yes, absolutely. All right. Awesome. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, 30 green goes CrossFit. Sorry, our members are starting to come in. That's okay. No worries. It's all good. <laughs> so 30 green goes CrossFit on Facebook and then 30, 30 green goes uh, CF on Instagram. And uh, dirty, uh, com. Okay. All right, perfect. So Jose and Maggie from Dirty Gringos CrossFit in Live Oak, Florida. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great having you both on the show. Thank Thank you, you. Bree. Absolutely. And to all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, 
tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.